So we've been lied to from the get-go. Um, and I really do believe that the disclosure, like the full global disclosure of UFOs and aliens is going to be the number one thing that's going to break down the religious structure. Because who is God if aliens exist? Um, or who were the gods in, say, like a Hindu religion? And also, you know, who were the angels who came down from the sky? Uh, you know, who was Jesus even? Quantum physics is where the truth is at rather than traditional physics. Like we don't even understand gravity, let alone space and time. And I believe the majority of our technological, uh, mathematical, astrological, and even spiritual developments were given to us throughout the years by those beings. This is Just Happen. My name is Emilio, your host as we journey inward. We are the next generation of leaders building the new consciousness emerging on our planet. This is a space to remember our place in the greatest transformation in human history. Get ready to be called to rise alongside the pioneers, experts, and wisdom keepers who are paving the way. Open mind, open heart. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. This was one of the wildest episodes that I've ever recorded to date. This conversation will blow your socks off if you tune in with an open mind and heart. I'm your host, Emilio, and I had the opportunity to sit down with the intuitive Chandler, truth seeker, and paradigm shifter, Elizabeth April. From her earliest days, she grew up with extrasensory abilities, mainly clairvoyance and mediumship. At three years old, she was already communicating with multidimensional beings. But being raised by a Catholic family and getting made fun of at school led her to shut down her abilities completely and instead she pursued the acceptance of others. She began opening up to this spiritual and energetic world again when she went through a past life regression and later was consciously abducted by aliens. Her life was never the same which led her to step into her mission of helping humanity awaken. With over millions of views on YouTube, the world is listening to what EA has to say. She's recently brought her expertise to the small screen as a featured guest on Unidentified with Demi Lovato, and her newest book, You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up, immediately became an Amazon bestseller. She hosts a top 10 spirituality podcast and is now highly regarded as an expert in the UFO alien field. In this expansive podcast, we cover everything from the battle of light and dark in the universe, the human prophecy, ET disclosure, and I highly encourage you to stick around because Elizabeth did a one-on-one psychic reading for you, the listener, and she even channeled a past life of mine in ancient Atlantis. 
If you love what we're doing, I invite you to join this growing family and subscribe to this show for more extraordinary interviews with leaders like Elizabeth. And it would mean the world if you would take just one to two minutes to leave a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can now leave a starred rating underneath the show description. So, without further ado, we welcome the bridge for the Galactic Federation of Light, Elizabeth April. Elizabeth April, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on. I know this conversation is going to really explode people's minds and hearts wide open. And we made sure to give a very in-depth introduction about you, about your story before this episode started recording. So I think that'll also save us a little bit of time and get into like the real, the real depth. Um, I wanted also to give a little bit of context for people. Your your story is so fascinating because it's almost like you popped out as like a Marvel character and <laughs> you had these psychic abilities since you were a very, very young kid. And you kind of suppress those abilities because we're living in this world where that's not normal. So let's let's suppress it. Let's be normal. Around 16, um, you know, you, you had your dad, who is a very old soul, uh, very spiritual in his own way, and he regressed you into some of your past lives. And I think that was the turning point for you where you really started deciding to investigate and question everything. And I think that was also like a lot of the initiation steps and phases of people's awakenings is this questioning phase where you almost wanted the answers to everything. I feel like I'm still at that stage where I just need to know everything. I'm, I, I, that's why I have this podcast and I want to share that with people. But truly, um, the concepts that you get into are extremely, extremely fascinating. One of the things that has blown my mind wide open, I think it's a good place to start for people, is really understanding your abilities and I'd like to start off maybe with your first connection with these intergalactic beings that started coming into your life and giving you a bunch of wisdom and answers to these questions that you were having. Yeah, for sure. So I, I always like to kind of mention and, and start off with saying that I truly believe everyone has extrasensory abilities. I truly believe everyone is a Marvel character in their own right. Um, and I think that we're all pieces of this puzzle. And I think that we all bring something unique to the table. But I do believe that we can all tap into the other realms. And that's really all psychic abilities, extrasensory abilities, clear abilities are, is tapping into the other realms and using our five senses to translate and interpret the energy from those other realms. We are energy beings first and foremost. Um, and so, yeah, so it's always just really important to say that everything that I can do is not unique. It's not different. It's not special. Um, and I'm really making it my mission to help other people experience what I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. It's not just about one teacher, one leader, getting all the information and bringing that to the world. It's about all of us being able to access that information from within. So, you know, mm -hmm. that that's just a really important statement to make. 
And, you know, you're 23, you're just a baby. <laughs> I'm 29. And uh, it's really exciting to see this younger generation, um, you know, become leaders at such young ages. Mm. So that really excites me. And I feel like these younger generations are born, you know, whether you want to call it crystalline energy or rainbow children mm. or indigos or whatever, yeah. but they're born with uh, the veil that's a little bit more thin than, say, the older generations. Um, and I'm not sure why, but probably the density of systemic pressures uh, is a little bit more extreme in those older generations, especially mm. when we think about religion, you know, uh, really yeah. being that kind of suppressor for, oh, you you want to get in touch? Well, here is the container that we're going to give you to get in touch to source or God, you know, mm. and this mm. is, you know, the limitation that you have to live within. Yeah. Um and we don't have that anymore. You know, we're really kind of breaking free of that. So yeah, it's it's just really fascinating and and really nice to talk to someone else who's you know in that younger generation. Um, when it comes down to my uh, you know intergalactic connections, it was around the age of eighteen when I started to open up to my psychic abilities again. Um, went away to university. That kind of gave me the cushion to. Uh, you know, explore and be free and, and mm. not be limited by living at home and, you yeah, know, same. having certain rules and regulations. Mm. So pff, everything just opened up for me, even though I'm not doing anything in, you know, political science yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, I That gave me the space. And so I wouldn't take it back for the world. And uh, so at a certain point in time, I was tapping into telepathy, I was lucid dreaming, remote viewing, um, exploring past lifetimes, exploring trance-like states of meditation, mm. um, which is all fantastic. And uh, if you asked me at that time if aliens existed, I'd say, yeah, I mean, for sure, there's got to be something else out there in the universe. But why would they be here? Like, why would they even bother with little old us? Like, I really mm. felt like we were this ant-like species. You know, there's billions of terrestrial planets out there in the universe. Yeah, yeah. So why us, right? Um, and then, of course, I go away to a 10-day silent meditation retreat. And on the second night of the retreat, I ended up getting uh, very consciously abducted by interdimensional beings. And of course, that opened the can of worms to for me to understand, you know, they are real and they are here and they are, in fact, inter, you know, interacting with human beings yeah, and interested in the human race. Yeah. And so that just opened up a whole lot of other questions, you know, mm. who are they? Why are they here? Why are they interested in us? Who are we in relation to to them? Um, and uh, and it was shortly after that. So a couple months after the abduction where um, there was a Palladian being who came through, basically came through the wall in the middle of the day and said, hey, you know, there's going to be this meeting in two days time and we really need you to kind of come to this meeting. Um, and so I, I did. And it was I didn't know if they were going to take me physically. It was going to be a physical meeting or if it was going to be like kind of an astral thing. Um, but he came once again a couple of days later, uh, came into the room. It was like 2 a.m. Um, but he told me that he was going to come back at 2 a.m. And um, and then he said, hey, follow me. So I follow him in my astral body. And it turns out it's this, you know, giant uh, 
interdimensional meeting Mm -hmm. and surprisingly at least to my surprise it was being held inside the moon Uh, i had no idea what the moon was or you know what it consisted of or the fact that it was hollow or there's like meeting rooms inside of it or whatever so um in that meeting they they was it was a meeting not just for me but for kind of like all of the Galactic Federation, all of the Galactic Federation alumni. And there was probably like tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other like astral bodies that were there that I could tell were coming from planet Earth because they every astral body has a grounding cord and that, mm. those grounding cords were leading back to Earth, just like mm. mine was. Mm. And then there was a lot of like physical beings who were also there uh, all different shapes, sizes, you know, colors. It was so fascinating for me. And uh, even in my astral body, I was like, I call it creeping. I was like literally going right up to these beings and just staring at them and just like floating along because I was so fascinated. That was probably super rude of me to do, mm-hmm. but I just never seen so many different <laughs> looking, you know, beings. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. same room. So they told me all about like the awakening, the vibrational shift. They told me, they told me and everyone there about like a potential solar flash events. They told us about the battle that was happening on planet earth. They were showing like, they were like projecting images into our mind um, about these giant dinosaur looking beings that I now understand as like reptilian mm-hmm. beings. Uh, so I didn't know any of this. Like I didn't know any of the kind of galactic cosmic history of planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And it really uh, led me to you this were like, huge they question. Weren't, they weren't teaching this in political science, right? <laughs> they didn't tell me about the Galactic <laughs> like, Federation. Wait a <laughs> <second>. <laughs> We've been lied to. Um, so, yeah. So it was all very new for me. Very, very new. And it led me to one of the biggest questions, which wasn't answered in that meeting, which was like, why? Like, I, I in that meeting, I understood there's so many resources that have been spent and so much focus that has been spent on planet Earth and human beings. Mm. But once again, why? Like, why is there a battle here? why are they there are so many interdimensional beings here why is there a hybrid project why are they abducting us you know what is the point in helping us even you know what what are the different agendas that are going on and why are there different agendas um and and to be honest you know i asked that question so that that experience happened in 2010 2011 Mm -hmm. um And I was asking that question every single year up until they actually told me the answer, which was back in 2017. So that was quite a, that was like seven years. They made you wait. (laughs) And and it's so funny. So um, when they finally told me the answer of like why they're so, they're interacting so much with planet earth and, and I, and I will relay the, the message there, but Uh, And I said, why wouldn't you tell me this years ago? Like, this is so pertinent. This is so, Mm. you know, important. Why wouldn't you tell me that? And and I think it was actually 2018 when they told me. And they said, they basically said that I have a really big mouth and that I relay everything they tell me and that I don't have filters because I get too excited about the information. Mm. And I feel like everyone has a right to know all the information. So they said, it wasn't that you weren't ready for the information it was that humanity wasn't ready for the information mm. so we didn't tell you because you can't hold back i like yeah, yeah. you know you got a point there <laughs> 
you know, and so many people really think that they're like, oh my God, EA, like, what do you, what aren't you telling us? Like, what do you know that we don't? I'm like, actually, I tell you everything I get. And that's why they don't tell me certain things because I can't help mm -hmm. but tell you everything, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I do feel like, you know, where I'm at and what I know is a reflection of, of humanity and what they are meant to know as well. So yeah. let me ask you, I know you're the interviewer here, but why do you think, maybe you don't have an answer to this, but just from your kind of perception and the information that you've gained access to, why do you think interdimensional beings are interacting or have been interacting with, with humanity? So I have kind of a cheat code because I read your book. <laughs> <laughs> so your perception isn't clear. I see, I see. Okay, maybe before the book, why mm. would you think, or what would your perception be? So what I had, I kind of like gathered from also other sources and, you know, when I started mm -hmm. the spiritual path, I really just believed that humanity as a whole was going through this collective transformation in consciousness. Like we were, we were elevating the ways of perception in the world um, because I started hearing about people with these psychic abilities, people that could remote view, could astral travel. We've had lucid dreaming experts on the show. So I was really interested in that concept, but really just opened me up to like, okay, we're creating a new human right now, which is something that was confirmed to me in your book that we're creating this essentially master race because all these interdimensional beings created this human in order to see if there was true harmony in this universe that has a battle of light and dark within it. So I'll, I'll let you, I, I just like threw that out there. I'll let you Love like un, unwrap it. Um, Cause people are like, wait, what the hell did he just say? But go ahead and uh, unwrap that yeah. please. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So essentially the information that they, they brought around was that, okay, there has been a giant battle within, you know, the this universe anyway, for essentially since the universe began. And, and you could imagine that this universe is a binary universe. Not all universes are such, but this universe in particular is binary, which means that we've got uh, one side and then the other side, right? We've got black and we've got white. We've got high vibration and low vibration. We've mm -hmm. got the opposites. And because we have these two extreme energies in this universe, they have been at odds with each other for quite some time. Now, the lower vibrational beings as a representation of this energy um, are very separated from the oneness of source frequency mm. in the universe. And due to that separation, uh, they only care about themselves, not even their race, mm. just themselves at an individual level. Mm. And because they, that's their only kind of concern, it's a lot of selfishness, it's a lot of greed, it's a lot of service to self. Um, now, the beings who are in the other camp, which is the higher vibrational realm, they are extremely close to source frequency, which is really that unconditional love. So those beings aren't like, we need to turn the whole universe into light. It's, that's not what it's about. They are looking to harmonize both light and dark so that they can coexist uh, together simultaneously, right? And that is truly this quantum uh, frequency is two opposites 
together existing simultaneously mm -hmm. that's the quantum world um you know and then the the individual right the the dimensional world is is everything existing as itself independently of the other right and mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're moving from mm -hmm. is that really dense low vibrational dimension mm -hmm. so because would, would you call that the third dimension and we're moving towards yeah, this fifth exactly dimension? okay Exactly. First, second, third, even a bit of fourth is that kind of separate low frequency um, of, of just looking at one side or one angle of things. Uh, fifth dimension and beyond, you know, moving up to the 12th dimension is very, it's much more broad. It's much more in harmony. It's much more everything all at once, which can be very overwhelming for people. Um, and so because these two sides have have had different intentions for the universe there have been giant galactic battles so really mm -hmm. represented in a physical way uh kind of like star wars or star trek or whatever like that shit really does exist out there in the universe and these battles have been going on perpetually you know really truly since the beginning mm -hmm. and so um there was this like mystic i would call her uh who was a part of the galactic federation and I'll just kind of define the Galactic Federation as an organization in the universe that is rallying together for unity. Uh, mm -hmm. Once again, not just all light and all one kind of vibration in the universe, but that harmony between both sides. Yeah. So any civilization, any species, any being independently of, of the collective who wants to uh, really rally for unity in the universe will join the Galactic Federation and, and mm -hmm. help out at a collective mm -hmm. level. So essentially, there was this mystic a long time ago, like probably millions of years ago, mm. who uh, had this download or this, you know, realization of there is going to be um, a civilization or a species that's created that is going to end the war of all wars. The prophecy. And the information, it's the prophecy, exactly. Wow. The ultimate prophecy. Mm. And so... Um, what the Galactic Federation has been doing for such a long time to kind of like end these wars or stop these wars is these peace treaties. Now, typically, like the those kind of peace treaties have been kind of written contracts, maybe not on paper, maybe on some sort of technology, but they've been contracts between, you know, the GFL and different civilizations who are maybe at a lower vibration. It's kind of like you stay on your side, we'll stay on our side and we can have peace, but do not override any other beings free will. Um, do not overtake a planet that's not your own i mean there's some pretty basic like mm. laws of the universe that yeah. they that everyone has to abide by and the gfl kind of makes sure that everyone is aligning to those you know contracts or whatever those laws of the universe mm. and so every single time these old school peace treaties they they fall apart why because why would any leader of a low vibrational race really care about what the GFL has to say? They're going to use their technology. They're going to use their weapons. They're going to use their manpower um, to get what they want out of the universe. Like they don't care, you know? So every single time these peace treaties have been broken. So this, this woman, this mystic, this, this prophecy um, was basically like, if, if the GFL were to kind of create this being okay and the being would be created by all of the lowest vibrational beings dna in this one species and all of the highest vibrational dna out there in the universe also into this one body 
um, then basically this body, this species, this civilization would be the children of the highest and the lowest vibrational beings in the universe. And in that way, this civilization would be a walking, talking, living, breathing peace treaty. And it would be essentially up to this species to make a decision collectively what vibration they want to live in. And based on that decision, because internally that, that civilization has the exposure of the darkest vibration, the darkest acts, the most sinister thoughts, yeah, our but also the the shadow side mm. but also the highest vibration most connected most loving the the craziest abilities of all of the the beings in the universe mm. and so they have to make a decision and that decision is going to lock in the peace treaty not just for that planet not just for those beings but for every other being in the universe mm. and what i was told finally back in 2018 is that that prophecy, that peace treaty, that species is us, is human beings. And we have a choice to make. And the reason why we have experienced so much distraction, so much fear, so much corruption is because we need the exposure of the lowest vibration. We need the exposure of the highest vibration in order to make our choice. But the choice has to be done collectively. And based on that choice, we will essentially affect every other planet, every other being, the GFL, all of the lowest vibrational beings out there in the universe, because we are their children. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing that they can say um, to basically throw us off our path. However, this is why the most amount of resources have been um, gathered and and put into this planet, into this civilization. And I, I want to say that it's very clear that the dark agendas or the dark beings or the low vibrational beings have been here. They have been controlling us. They have been trapping us in weird karmic matrix system. Mm -hmm. And so the GFL has done a lot of things to try and lift us up. Um, they've tried a lot of things. Uh, the number one thing that they uh, discovered, let's say, quite a while ago that actually worked is getting some of the most uh, renowned, the highest vibrational, the biggest leaders of the Galactic Federation to volunteer, to incarnate, and to come to planet Earth as a human being to yeah. lead humanity into making a decision and hopefully that decision is for unity we're not yeah. choosing the light we're choosing the unification of the light and the dark and mm -hmm. that's what being at the quantum level that's what stepping into 5d is all about it's not all light all love all butterflies and rainbows mm -hmm. it's really truly respecting and understanding both frequencies in their divine right and actually realizing that either or or it's actually an illusion, you know, mm. and, and, and they both exist in that oneness and they can't exist without each other. Hmm. I really resonate with that. And I hope everyone that's listening is like, oh, they're remembering why they're here right now. Yeah. In this time in humanity, it's the most transformational time. I've said it in different episodes. I say it in the beginning of the episode. It's the most transformational time in all of human, human history and very pinnacle moment for the universe and 
there's so many ways we could go about this. I really want to also help understand um, for people is that when we're incarnated as souls into this human body, essentially we're given this mission uh, and you lay out a lot of different missions that people could have in the in your book. So I wanted also to let people know that a lot of us, when we're at a young age, we're like, what's my purpose? What am I meant to do? What am I good at? And I think that's a question that leads to a lot of this stress and anxiety because we're not necessarily sure why we're here or how to tap into our gifts. The name of the podcast, this podcast is Just Tap In. So how would you lead people and guide people into learning how to tap into these gifts and missions that they were meant to bring so that humanity can move through this phase in the best way possible? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's definitely a question I get asked all the time. What is mm. my mission? Why am I here? Mm. Because I think a lot of these Galactic Federation volunteers or star seeds, what I call them, um, I mean, they know that they're here for a reason and society brings us all of these solutions. Well, you could be a doctor or a lawyer or a garbage man or a, you know, grocery bag filler or what, you know. Mm. Um, and this is why kids have so much anxiety is because they're only being presented one side of the truth. Um, I mean, I had anxiety as a kid, you know, feeling like no one else was there with me in this reality or feeling like I completely shut down that reality. And I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Mm. So um, there's there's a, like a lot of different missions that I kind of label in the book, like things like the pillar or the satellite or the healer. Um, so if you want kind of those details, please go check out the book. Mm. But what I want to say about the mission, I want to say two things. One is um, a lot of these missions don't actually require you to do or say anything. And I think that that's what we're looking for is something tangible. Give me my direction. You are a painter. You are a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. You are a, a mailman. And it, it just, your mission is not necessarily tangible. It's not necessarily visceral or physical. And we have to be able to accept that. We're, we're trying to take the entire universe and, and the vibration that you know really pushes us through the universe, and we're trying to make it into a 3D thing. Mm. And a lot of the times you just can't, you just can't do that. So I want to tell people that if you feel like you have a mission, but you feel a little directionless, I want to let you know that you just being here um, is enough. And we don't get told that enough, you know, no. that you really don't have to do or say anything to give your vibration, to amplify that frequency to the rest of the planet. You decided mm -hmm. to volunteer here. You do have a lot of information, a lot of gifts, and you don't necessarily need to be screaming them from the rooftops. You know, as a matter of fact, you can make a lot of waves without doing that. Mm -hmm. And most likely you are making a lot of waves yeah. without doing that. You don't even know. The, the more work we that you're try, the, the more we separate ourselves from that same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's really a, an important statement to make. Now, the mm. second statement is, how do you discover your inner gifts or how do you discover your inner mission? And the the number, or how do you really tap in? Um, mm. The number one thing that I can recommend is always quieting your mind. 
We literally live in such a world full of stimulation and distraction. And a lot of, once again, the younger generations have, like we would uh, diagnose it as like ADHD or whatever. Mm. We don't realize, or on the spectrum, you know, we don't actually realize that these kids are actually, their brains just function at a higher capacity level. And our freaking education system cannot keep up Mm -hmm. with the way that their brains process. So the problem with that is, we have these overstimulated brains because we can figure things out, uh, you know, uh, at light speed, uh, multiple times, you know, at the same time, right, in this simultaneous fashion. And so, in order to quench that thirsty brain, we're scrolling on social media or watching TV or doing both at the same time, you know, and and we're trying to kind of bring in this multifaceted, um, stimulated, you know, stimulated experience when in actuality we we need to get rid of all of that to have a more multifaceted experience um tapping in to these other realms and dimensions that's what our brain is supposed to be doing is tapping into another dimension while we're here existing in the physical one and that's what's going to really satisfy and fulfill us at a much deeper level so that we don't feel we need to distract. We don't feel we need to be on our phone while we're driving or whatever, you know. Um, so it's really important that your mission is there, your skills and abilities are there, but they are completely shrouded um, in distraction and, you know, this physical world. So let go of the physical world, whether that be, you know, I'm not a big proponent of, you know, meditate five hours a day and you'll find your truth. Um, I feel like we can meditate throughout our day. I feel like we can set intentions mm. in the moments in between. It takes the the you know the fastest two second you know awareness of what do I want out of my day today, or um, how do I want my body to process the food I'm about to eat. You know, like we can be in full conscious directive control over our physical reality just by bringing awareness to it. And it's the same thing with the mission. The second you stop worrying about what you need to do, you actually stop worrying about this physical world altogether, is the second that you're going to find that inner passion and that basically that energy that lights you up from within, you know? Um, and if you're if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I really want to help the world. I really want to give back. There are so many ways to do that. And I also just want to open your mind to say, we need individuals who are super awakened um, as grocery baggers. We need mm. individuals who are super awakened as veterinarians. We need people who are awakened as you know admin staff. Yeah. You know we need we need awakened people in every facet of society. You know it doesn't just mean that oh well I'm going to be an energy healer just because I feel like I want to give back. There are so many other ways to give back as well um, in the physical reality too. So you know don't just limit yourself to the metaphysics. Although I do want to mention that, you know, for a lot of people who are like, I really want to be a, um, you know, spiritual coach or, or, you know, an energy healer, a Reiki practitioner, a yoga practitioner, whatever. um, I really encourage that too, because uh, a lot of people are like, there's so many psychics out there. There's so many coaches Mm -hmm. out there. And I say, you only think that because you're stepping into the field and all you're attracting is that. that, However, 
we have 8 billion people in the world right now who have not waken up, who have no idea what's going on. And we need as many people as possible to step into that mission, to take mm. action on, on being those leaders uh, so that we can help those 8 billion people. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's, it's kind of, I just want to leave all of the doors open for people to say that don't put pressure on yourself to find that mission, but by living your highest vibrational experience, that mission is easily going to fit into your life. Um, and, and try not to focus on what that may look like, uh, or when it comes in or how it comes in um, as well. Hmm. I just wanted to quickly mention that every single month, you hold uh, this space for people to go into your platform uh, on your website. And you essentially download information from this Galactic Federation of Light. And I was actually at the March one uh, this month. Incredible. I just want to tell you, tell you that, that that was, it blew my mind wide open because there's so many current events in society that once you understand that there's an underlying agenda and there's a battle between this light and dark, you kind of see past the, you know, whatever gossip is going around in, in, in the news or whatever that is also distorting a bit our perception I wanted to talk to you about the light and dark battle and also how it correlates to this awakening of of the human species. Um, in a sense, there's 8 billion people on the planet, as you mentioned. I wanted to ask you, where where are we right now in terms of the, I don't want to use numbers exactly precisely, but like percentage of humanity that is awakened right now. And how is that process going in terms of are we on the right pace? Are people waking up when they need to? Um, and also, how does that correlate to this battle of light and dark? Yeah, great questions. So as far as timelines, it's really tough. Like, where are we at, you know, on our projected timeline or where are we at in the collective contracts? Um, that's tough because things have been pushed back, actually. Like, 2017 was supposed to be a huge kind of reawakening experience. There was supposed to be a lot of events that took place. Um, and humanity just wasn't ready at that time to, to really go through that awakening. And then I was told in 2018 that 2020 to 2024 was going to be the absolute collapse of the old 3D reality. And we're talking religion, we're talking education, we're talking finance, we're talking politics. I mean, we're talking all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And and so, of course, 2020 hit and I was like, oh my God, you said this two years ago. Um, and and so I believe that we're, we're in the middle of it. I do think that it's going to get worse. Um, and as far as this battle, like it gets pretty crazy. Like the March GFL summit was very, was very political. It was, but I also had very, like a lot of, uh, curious questions about mm -hmm. that. And that's kind of mm -hmm. why we geared towards that because right now what we're having, like what we're seeing is 2020, it was all about the V it was all about the Vax and it was all about mm -hmm. COVID. Um, and now it's all about Russia and Ukraine. And what I'm really seeing just from an objective perspective, because I don't choose sides, I don't, you know, I'm, I, I'm very, I try and stay very neutral, is that you have the 3D information that's being pushed, which is whatever the mass media tells us to believe, mm -hmm. then you have the 3D people 
who believe all of what the mass media is saying, which is just fine because that's just where they're at. Then you have the 4D people who it's kind of like fourth dimension is you're questioning things and you're waking up to new layers of this reality, but you're still stuck in this reality to the fact of like the conspiracy layer of like, mm. oh, it was the government that did it to themselves, or they're actually yeah. projecting like false narratives yeah. uh, or, or what have you, which is, I think it's um, important to have that 4D layer. But yeah. what I'm seeing is that you know, it's like the 3D versus the 4D. It's like the battle of like, you know, the information of like, well, mm. I'm right because QAnon told me this or like, I'm right because, you know, CNN told me this. And uh, and it's it, there's still just layers within this matrix, right? When you go into 5D, you start to wake up and realize that both, both of those sides are, they are existing. There is the 3D, there is the 4D, but they're also both just illusions. You know what mm. I mean? They're, they're, mm. they're just experiences that we're going through. And, and I'm a, a big believer in this whole thing as a simulation and this is a video game and we chose to be here and learn lessons mm. and what have you. Yeah. Uh, but it is a very important video game that we're in right now. So as far as like where the battle is at, like it is a full on war that is being waged. Uh, and the, it was a video I put out in 2019 that like 2020 was going to be World War Three, And World War Three is mm. like a spiritual war is what mm. it is. It's a war yeah. between vibrations, you know, and uh, and that's that this war has been going on for quite some time. But what we're seeing right now is that, you know, the light is actually starting to win because um, you know, I, I kind of chuckle and I kind of laugh, which I probably shouldn't, but say the elites or the cabal or the shadow government, the dark agendas, they're pushing so much fear into society right now that people are actually sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. So they're actually waking up. So their plan of pushing the fear agenda is actually pushing people into a conscious awakening, which is pretty, it's, I think it's really ironic and really yeah. funny that the, the amount that they're trying to push is actually turning people into a higher vibration because you get to a point where you're looking at the mainstream or you're looking at the conspiracy and you're so overwhelmed with the information, you're so overwhelmed with the negativity, you're so overwhelmed with the fear in 3D and in 4D, where you're like, God, something, something's got to give here. It's There's got to be some other layer to this that I'm not actually seeing. And when you start to question what else exists other than the fear in 3D or 4D, you actually start to raise your vibration out of those frequencies. And you start to realize like, oh, the whole universe is just this beautiful oneness of both of these vibrations existing. And I don't actually have to participate in the 3D or the 4D in order to be here. Um, so that's kind of where we're at in the battle. Like we are literally in the middle of it. It's going to continue. I do think things are going to get worse before they get better at a third dimension level. So at a physical level, things will get worse. Um, and then, you know, there's this whole kind of white hats and GFL stepping in. And there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And I like to kind of poke into it, relay the information, but once again, not get sucked into it and, and really hold the highest vibration that the world is collapsing only to shift into a higher vibration and holding uh, the, the trust that mm. everything is happening for a reason and it's going to plan, which I truly believe it is. And it's key that you're doing that because the more we can get away from this polarity, 
the faster we can progress to that unity consciousness, which at the end is the goal of all of this, you know, becoming this species of, of understanding things through this unity consciousness. I knew this conversation was not going to be linear. I also <laughs> wanted to backtrack to one moment in the conversation that I think is really interesting to unravel. And it's that the human race was tinkered with in their DNA and you know Charles Darwin's like what the fuck he's like he's like no like what are you saying like that's not that's not what I said um and a lot of people grew up with that paradigm of you know it was this evolution where we came from apes and now we're this but something else happened and I wanted to ask you about that and let you uh, relay that information that you've received from from different sources for sure so most of the information that I've received is from the Galactic Federation, but also from my own remote viewing experiences. Like mm -hmm. when I started to step into remote viewing and astral traveling, you know, it, it started through past life regression. It started through seeing other people's past lives and my own past lives. And then I started to question, who was Jesus? Can I go back there? How were the pyramids made? Could I go back there? What, what happened in ancient Greece? Can I go back there? And when I started to go back into these ancient human history places, I started to see a lot of non-human looking beings. And I'm like, who are these guys Whoa. who are walking around? You know, what's what's taking place? What is this dinosaur creature that's, you know, walking around ancient Egypt? This is bizarre. And uh, and so like a lot of that knowledge and wisdom is like firsthand experience of actually seeing yeah. what was taking place back then. Now it's funny because evolution theory actually does state that there's a missing link, right? Missing link, Homo yeah. erectus, uh, Neanderthal, Homo sapiens. Like how did we get from here? You know, a couple hundred years was actually a couple million years of progression. I mean, what, what filled in that missing link? Of course, I believe that it was interdimensionals, but it wasn't like, oh, they came down that one time and they like shared their DNA with us and we evolved, you know, instantaneously. It was many, many, many years of many, many, many interactions with many different interdimensional beings. Like, I believe we have upwards of 20 different interdimensional beings DNA within us. Mm. And based on your own bloodline, based on your own family lineage, you maybe have more Palladian DNA. You have maybe more Anunnaki DNA. You have more gray DNA based on where you came from. So uh, it was kind of at different moments in human history where they came in and they interacted with us. Um, and so some of the DNA splicing was done on their ships through, say, typical abduction. Um, mm. And they would kind of experiment or really just kind of give us that DNA uh, through technology. And then some of the DNA splicing was actually through like intercourse, believe it or not. And this is where you get back into like the ancient Greek uh, mythology of, you know, the giants were walking around yeah. and the giants fell in love with the humans. And I believe that the giants were the Anunnaki yes. and they fell in love with the humans and they made babies. And those babies were called demigods. And those mm -hmm. demigods were a, a mix of human beings and Anunnaki um, beings. There's always you know? some truth to mythologies. 
always. Absolutely. And, and, you know, even if you look at the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs, I mean, you see snakes on there. You see giant humanoid beings. I mean, who do you think that those mm -hmm. were, right? I mean, you see gods that were depicted with different animal heads. I mean, um, you know, the truth is is really in plain sight. We, we just have to look for it. So we've been lied to from the get-go. Um, and I really do believe that the disclosure, like the full global disclosure of UFOs and aliens is going to be the number one thing that's going to break down the religious structure. Because who is God if aliens exist? Yes. Um, or who were the gods in, say, like a Hindu religion? And also, you know, who were the angels who came down from the sky? Uh, you know, who was Jesus even? You know, I believe he was an ascended master. I believe he was an interdimensional in his own right. And he was mm. here to show us what we are all capable of, mm -hmm. not what the Son of God is capable of. We are yes. all the, the sons and daughters of source frequency. We can all walk on water. Like, I truly believe if I so desired, I could stick my hand through a wall. Like, I, I believe that quantum physics is where the truth is at rather than traditional physics like we don't even understand gravity let alone space and time mm. you know we're 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 so juvenile in that way and i believe the majority of our technological uh mathematical astrological and even spiritual developments were given to us throughout the years by those beings hmm. so powerful so powerful i think this would be a great moment in the conversation to really allow people to experience some of these gifts that you hold and and also show people what's possible um i asked you before we started recording if you were okay with kind of reading my energy field um i'm wide open for that and essentially i had really two main things that i wanted to ask you um if that's okay and one is of course a little bit of a selfish question um i wanted to ask you if you could tap in to see what what dna i'm I'm working with in this lifetime um it's a question that since i was reading your book uh reading through that chapter i was like oh, i wonder what what i what genetic makeup i have i hold and the second one is more selfless um using kind of my my energy to be a mirror for whoever is listening and what they need to hear in this moment that could unlock something in their DNA. I think that would be a great kind of combo right there. <laughs> cool. I love that. And I want to start off by just saying, because um, I have to say this, I don't do one-on-one -on -one sessions anymore. Mm -hmm. So we always get just a flurry of emails like, oh my God, when, I can, when can I book with EA? Um, but I actually like, I'm starting to offer coaching calls, which is essentially I get a bunch of people in a Zoom room together and I call upon the ones that I feel intuitively aligned with that need to, to receive the information. Yeah. And just like what I'm about to do with you, I give them what they need to know in that moment and everyone else can benefit from mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. I just want to direct people to say, if you really enjoy this or you feel like you need a part of it, then please check out the coaching calls that I offer or yeah, the membership sure. platform that includes the coaching call. So and we'll definitely just link before I get everything. a ton of emails. Yeah. yeah. We'll link all of your information. Absolutely. Uh, either if you're listening on audio it's in the description or on youtube it's in the it's in the description as well so cool mm. okay one second let's take a look here
Okay, so to your first question, um, you know, your your kind of cosmic connections and your roots. So the way that I channel is I see all of the information very visually. So, you know, you could call it clairvoyance. Um, immediately when I tap into your energy and I'm kind of posing that question of the cosmic connection, I'm getting a flashback to a past life that you had. It was actually a past life on this planet. And you were you were a man during ancient Atlantis, um, and uh, you were a like it kind of reminds me of the cartoon the last uh, Avatar, um, mm. the last Avatar or whatever. And you were a like you were able to manipulate water. I don't know how else to say that, but literally, like I see you on the edge of Atlantis, and you're like bringing up water and you're like making it into a sphere you're pushing it around like you could do some really cool things with water and you try to bring this like ability to other things as well like other like materials but for whatever reason water was your only element that you were able to kind of manipulate mm. um and you would teach others how to do this and then you were also like very connected to like marine life as well like marine life like the ocean and the balance of the ocean and the people so like you were were kind of in charge of keeping that balance um now at that time like atlantis was seeded um with a lot of interdimensional beings and a lot of like the main species that was there were the um palladians so your dna was very 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 high amount of palladian i want to say actually probably you were probably a hundred percent palladian at that time like there wasn't any mix with that basically the neanderthals or whoever it was homo sapiens who were on the planet at that time as well um so just like atlantis was just very advanced very technologically energetically i mean really way more advanced than we are today um and so that's kind of who you were now right before the fall of atlantis you got the message and a couple of others got the message and i don't know if you actually got the message from the people like from certain people because not everyone knew or you just got the message like as a kind of a channel download that you need to get off atlantis like something it was mm -hmm. just going to be destroyed basically or sank or whatever and so you ended up leaving it was like you and like a small group of individuals who left and you uh, ended up kind of like just traveling quite far and you settled into a human community like a, like a tribe almost and you fell in love and that's kind of where your lineage started now what's really interesting is in this lifetime you chose the same genetic lineage of that being that you were back in ancient atlantis um so your dna yeah it's been really like watered down over the years but absolutely your main dna within your body at a physical level is palladian and it's coming from the ancient atlantean times um from specifically the lifetime that you lived which is quite a rare thing to to have happen like i've definitely seen like oh you've been palladian in many you know cosmic lifetimes so of course you want to make that connection now um i want to mention one more thing that came through with uh and i'm actually going to get a name for your palladian being too because i feel like that would be interesting um but one more thing like just about your mission here um, and I feel like sometimes you feel like a little bit like restless or anxious about your mission. Uh, and so 
because you saw all of the mistakes that happened back in ancient Atlantis and then Atlantis fell, basically, you have this like veracity in you to ensure that those mistakes don't happen again. So like you've come back to like basically help humanity navigate through this new world and anchor in uh, sustainable practices because it's almost like once the new world hits and it's not going to be like, boom, like it's the new world. It's going to be an integration, Mm. but it's like, how do we work with the advancements of our consciousness? How do we work with the advancements of technology, the advancements within our systems so that we don't get carried away with those advancements. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I don't know if you ever, like, watch the news or know what's going on in the world, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's certain things that really, like, that you have a strong reaction to or that really bug you about, like, things that are happening in the world in particular, because it's almost like this immediate panic comes back of, like, oh my God, let's not do what we did before in ancient Atlantis. Um, So you're kind of one of these Atlantean lost souls that are coming back to ensure that we do things right this time. And that's why you decided to come in right at the precipice of the new earth. And you didn't decide to come in after the new earth was like very strongly developed, you know? Um, and so you're here to kind of lead the way in in a sustainable way. Like that's kind of your main word is like, how do we grow and expand our consciousness sustainably? Not for the moment, not for a good time, not for a YOLO, but like sustainably so that we can really carry that on to our generations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think like environmentally, you're very connected to obviously like marine life, once again, like just coming from that life, very connected to. And I also wouldn't be surprised if you felt like you could manipulate material or matter or like control the weather or like something like that too Mm. yeah i I have chills that's all i can say and i mean i resonate a lot with the water element um you know my astrological sign is is cancer so i do resonate a lot and i take like a lot of showers a day (laughs) just kidding Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah wow that that resonates a lot thank you so much very cool yeah I'll, i'll get a name for your um your Atlantean lifetime as well. It's going to be a translation from the language of Atlantis, but I'll translate it the best I can into English. Um, When is your birthday if you're a Cancer? July 17th. Okay, cool. I'm July 8th. So like Cancer Mm, babies, what up? (laughs) Vibes out here. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. The cocooning. Like I love being in a cave. I'm like, I'll just cocoon. The nurturing, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's just see if I can get a, a name and then we'll move on to kind of a general message for you and then for the for your audience too, for the community. Hmm. Okay. Okay, interesting. So sometimes names are like translated from light language or that that individual's like language. Um, and sometimes they're chosen. And this was a chosen one. And it it's a chosen one to to plant a seed to help you open a door to something else that you need to know about, but they're not giving me any other information. There's a word that comes through. I don't even know what this is, but I feel like this is I'm probably so wrong, but like I feel like it is a 
time period in history or it's like a section of humanity that you're really connected to that you need to like do some research on and the word that came through when i was trying to get this name is theologians do you know what a theologian is or theologians the theologians like i don't know what that is yeah i've definitely heard it before though yeah. I, yeah check it out do some uh -huh. research read some books about it i don't know what it is i feel like once again it's like a time period or like something anyway so he said that you're very connected to the theologians um and that's something else that you need to kind of unlock and explore and then he also said because of that connection he wants to be called theo so once again that's that's the kind of link there and something else to kind of help you open this door he felt like um like even when he was saying that or describing that name, it felt like a kind of like this like super like um, soft, divine, masculine warrior type of energy that came through with that. So uh, whatever, take it or leave it, but definitely yeah. look into that and see what else you can kind of unpack. Wow, thank you. The last two words of Theo are my initials, Emilio Ortiz. So that's oh, funny. really? Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> So interesting. E -O. E -O. So interesting. E-O and yeah, E-A yeah. out here spitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's see if there's like a general message for you and then your community. So one second. Okay. Okay. So I'm not sure if this is like for you as well or just for your community, but I'll I'll kind of relay the the imagery that came through. So it's this image of like it's kind of very interesting. It's a metaphorical image. Okay, it's not a literal one, um, but it's this image of like a person who's like crouched down, almost like huddled in a like a kind of like a survival kind of fetal position. Um, and it almost looks like they're in this like red box. Now, red represents the energy of um, foundations, like root chakra. Mm. And it's almost like, and I feel this with my community as well, like so many people from this conversation are going to be like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. And that really resonates with me. And I'm definitely here for something greater. And like, this is all fantastic. And like, boom, boom, boom. But I'm still stuck. Like, I'm still I can't move like so many people right now are in this place where they just feel stuck, stuck with life, stuck with their job, stuck with their relationship, stuck in their perception and mindset. And they're just like literally in this box, this limitation. Um, and so it's funny because it's like, okay, that all resonates with me. But like, now what? Like, now what do I do with that? Like, what's my next move? And how do I get unstuck? So, um, so then I had to ask the question, okay, like, like how do i help these people you know who are stuck and the the answer that came through was to really work on the solar plexus chakra which is all about like confidence and free will and like empowerment and it's a very like it's like you being sure of yourself or trusting and all of that that great stuff mm. 
So the way to work on the easiest thing that I can recommend to unstick yourself and to raise your vibration, once you're in a higher vibration, it's almost like you you raise yourself above the clouds, above the storm, above the chaos, above the the pressures, above the duality and, and, and density. And when you're in that place, things will make sense. Things will happen easily. Manifestation will occur effortlessly, um, but you've got to get to that place. So in order to do so, the number one recommendation that comes through for today is gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Gratitude, I know it sounds like, no, I could read a book about that. You know, it sounds kind of lame, but like gratitude is the number one um, translator from a low vibration into a high vibration. So I usually always give this uh, example of like your job. It's like, I hate my job. The people I work with don't respect me. I'm making minimum wage. I'm stuck in a nine to five. I can't grow. I'm just stuck. I'm just completely stagnant in this position. And so many people are feeling that. So what I recommend is if you really think about it, the majority of your focus and your intention when you link uh, how you feel to your job is all at a low vibration, right? It's mm. you're, you're literally focusing on the low vibration that you're encountering, which is spiraling you into more low vibration. And even if you were to leave your job, what are you going to attract? Another job that encompasses all of that low vibration, because that's what you've been focusing on. Therefore, that's what you've been projecting into your next move of reality. Um So take a look at the things that you feel stuck in the most and find something to appreciate about them. So if you really hate your job, that's okay. But the number one thing that you should focus and only focus on is the one aspect of it that you can appreciate. Well, it's stable and it's paying my bills fantastic focus on those things and those things only what you do is you raise your vibration still being stuck in that same physical dimension but upon raising your vibration that thing that job that definitely no longer serves you will naturally go away and a job that actually matches your heightened vibrational frequency will come in very easily organically and effortlessly Um, so what we can do is raise our vibration by bringing gratitude to our life. If you have an alarm, put an alarm on your phone and three times a day, it's your gratitude alarm. In that moment, what are you grateful for? You know, and a lot of you are like, well, I I can't find anything to be grateful for. Well, think about it. 30% of the planet doesn't have access to the internet. What are you doing right now by listening to this podcast? You have access to infinite amounts of information. Not that you need it because you have everything from within, but seriously, Mm -hmm. think, you know, we've got water from our tap. And yeah, we can complain about fluoride, but guess what? We can drink the water out of our tap. We have an infinite supply of clean, fresh water that guess what? 20% of the world, 50% of the world does not have access to or whatever that percentage is. You know, it's really important that we take it back down, especially in this Western world. And we realize what we have rather than focus on what we don't have it's not the new car it's not the bigger house it's not the better relationship focus on what you do have raise your vibration from within and everything else will align for you and you will immediately feel unstuck it's not about the current predicaments of your reality it's about your perception around it Hmm. gratitude 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 i love that one quick question from that whole channeling, and I just wanted to thank you for for that. A lot of, I mean, I still have kind of like goosebumps on my skin from what you've been saying. Um, 
when you say when you get into this state of like receiving a message for someone or tapping into someone's past lives um you said you mentioned he was telling me this is that when you're tapping into these energies are is it like a, a spirit guide or are you tapping into someone's higher self or what, what does that process really look like just really curious yeah, it's it's um I go to a variety of of information. I'll go to your higher self, I'll go to your spirit guides. Um when I mentioned he, I was specifically mentioning Theo, who mm. is that kind of parallel self of yours. So even though he's in the past and his physical body is no longer with us, um energetically he's still around and you can still talk to him and tap into him and ask him questions and ask him to bring back some of those skills and abilities. Um and I believe that we can do that with all past lifetimes, both on and off this planet. So yeah, it's, it's a variety of, of information. Like when I tap in for information for the collective, it's, you know, the consciousness grid around planet earth. It's the galactic federation. It's my own astral traveling experience. It's interdimensional beings. It's the collective vibrations, the contracts. I mean, there's so many layers of where we can go to receive information. Um, and all we need to do is quiet that egoic mind that's saying, oh, well, I'm hungry right now, or I'm tired right now, or, you know, and, and get into that trance-like state where we kind of uh, consciously disassociate with this reality and reconnect with uh, all of the other things that are going on, all of the other realities. Mm -hmm. But I do want to mention one more thing when we're talking about like tapping in so a lot of people are like, you know, EA, like I'm, I'm just not psychic. Like you tell me all the time that I'm psychic. I'm just, I can't, I've done it. I can't do it. I, no one's talking to me. I'm talking to someone. And I, I say to them, I'm like, I'm sure that you are in that space to receive information, but think about Google, right? Like the, the platform, the you know search engine, right? You bring up Google, you've got Google in front of you. Google is the gateway to all of the information uh, all around the world, you know, mm -hmm. in this, I guess, dimension yeah. reality. When there's no censorship. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and so when you've got the search engine in front of you, uh, you can't just expect that Google's going to give you what you need to know. You've got to type in a question. So a lot of people end up quieting their mind. They go into a trance. They open up their third eye to the ethers, the all of the universe. Um, but they don't have an, a, a question. They don't have an intention. Mm -hmm. So they're just sitting there and like, twiddling their thumbs, like, what's going on? Hi, who's around? Um, whereas if you're clear, you're consistent, and you're very kind of intent on what you're looking for, that will come to you. And realize that it may not come as an image, it may not come as a word, it might come as a podcast episode that you listen to, or as an article that you read, or a stranger that you bump into and you have a weird conversation with. Mm -hmm. Answers come to us in many different forms, and we need to really open our mind to how the information is received, because we are the creators of the reality around us. So every little moment of your day, is created by you to help answer your questions, to teach you a lesson, to close karmic doors. You know, there's so much to gain access to. We just have to be aware that we are in control of all of it and everything that's happening is happening for a reason. In your book, um, and I just realized that we've said your book, your book, the name is You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking <laughs> Up. Um, I love the title. And you have this concept that is called from victim to god and i think that goes really well with that last message that you just downloaded for the audience for the community is 
how can we transition from this victim to becoming our own gods and our own creators of our reality? What's the number one thing that you would tell people when making that transition in the mindset? You've mentioned a lot of like little nuggets of wisdom, but what's what would be one of the main takeaways for people to transition to become the gods of their reality? Yeah, for sure. I mean, from victim to God, it's it's truly take responsibility for everything, right? Like I, I use this example of, you know, if you're stuck in traffic and there's some like guy behind you and he's on his phone texting and he ends up rear ending you and you're like, oh my God, what a douchebag on his phone texting, didn't see the, the traffic stopped. And now I have to deal with all this stuff uh, because of that guy. I would turn that around and say, why did I create that? You know, I mean, in a 3D way, it's like, oh, well, that wasn't my fault that he was texting and not paying attention. Um, but I truly believe that a moment like that is something that we create, we bring into our reality. And and when we ask ourselves, why did I create that? And you see that all of the, the shittiest things about your life and all of the best things about your life you created, you were in control of, you immediately turn that energy around from why is life happening to me? to actually happening to life. And that is the most important thing is to realize that um, why do I keep attracting the same shitty partner? Why do I keep dating the same type of person? Like, you know, uh, realizing that I'm attracting that because I have unresolved father issues from childhood. Oh, fantastic. Let's get into that. Let's unpack that. Let's heal that. And then I never have to attract that again. When we recognize that we created everything in our life, good, bad, and ugly, we can then recognize that we did it and transmute it into a higher vibration by taking on that responsibility. And then we can also pat ourselves on the back for the things that we have created that are absolutely beautiful. And the more that we go through that process, the more we have, the less we have to deal with the shitty things, because the more everything in our life is aligned to the highest and most authentic vibration. Hmm. What would you say is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned in the past 12 months? Oh, past 12 months. Jeez, like <laughs> every day is something new. Um, I would say, I would say it's, there's a lot, but ultimately learning how to bring a heightened vibration to the things that I am obligated to do as a human being. So a really great example of that is like paying taxes, paying yeah. your bills, having tough conversations with family members. Yeah. Like it's easy to heighten your vibration where you're like, I want to manifest this and like, and you know, all the butterflies and the rainbows. But when you, when it comes down to it, there are absolutely things that we're just obligated to do. And to be patient in that moment and to bring appreciation to that moment and to realize that this is a part of the experience too. And to be grateful for that part of the experience, just as much as you're grateful for talking to your spirit guides or manifesting some cool thing or having an awesome conversation to really bring gratitude to those dense moments um, mm. is so, so important. And, uh, and that's something that I've been really just working on at a human level. Yeah. And you mentioned also that in another interview, I think that these interdimensionals are also sometimes jealous of this human experience. You know, for example, we can hug other people. We can feel this extremity of emotions. We can have sex. We can experience an orgasm. Like these are human things that 
we take for granted but it's in the spectrum of the universe a lot of a lot of other species are like ah i wish i could experience that <laughs> absolutely so yeah there, there's so much uh, a part of that kind of human experience that um that they don't get to have and once again to really just bring appreciation to the fact that we did choose to be here we chose to be here at this time for a reason and uh, and to really just soak in every last moment every last experience of being here is so important hmm. yeah i wanted to ask you um as we start wrapping up just where i mean a lot of people are like wow just blown away by a lot of the information that you just channeled and, and you know showcased to us and where would you send people um that want to go deeper uh into your into your information maybe some incoming projects that you have coming along i know you, you're writing a new book in interviews with these interdimensionals uh anything that you would like to let people know about that you're doing right now and where they can get to know more of your stuff even deeper than we already went yeah, for sure. Um, my website's a great place. It's just elizabethapril.com. And we have this brand new like membership, you know, censorship free platform that's incredible. It's called the Cosmic Society. So meeting people, you know, in a community from all over the world who are also looking to deep dive. And then I've got like 800 plus videos on there. And, and we've got an Oracle card deck and a little space alien game. Like it's it's a really cool, fun space to be in. And that's where you'll find out about all my other events. Um, I do have the Galactic Federation events every single month. So if you want to hear direct messages from the Galactic Federation, I definitely highly recommend that. Um, you'll find that on my website. And then uh, the book is honestly a great place to start. Mm. Uh, and just type in the, the name Elizabeth April on Amazon and you'll find it pop up there. Um, and it's a really incredible overview for anyone who is experiencing a spiritual awakening, the awakening symptoms. You know, it goes from anxiety to depression to questioning everything to the modalities into your mission and aliens and quantum physics and simultaneous time. Like it really is mm. a pretty cool overview of uh, everything one might experience. And it's a great gift to give someone to who's really struggling in their yeah. reality as well. Yeah, and I see that in this awakening phase, I mean, in this awakening, and anyone, probably if you're already listening to this, you're going through an awakening because you were called and drawn to this information. But yeah. Elizabeth, she really goes into this um, phases of the awakening process that, you know, I even, even though I experienced it much different than you, uh, I resonated and I was like, yes, like she put it into words what I'm, what I went through or what I'm going through right now. So, it's a good uh, companion, I would say, in this time, in this process. So I highly recommend it. Um, and when can we expect the next book? <laughs> totally, yeah. So I'm about half, well, yeah, maybe about 60, 70% of the way through my next book. Um, it's basically like my Galactic Federation summits every month, mm. but put into a book. And it's wow. like, it blew my mind, you know, it's just like straight up conversations questions from me answers from them um it's it's really incredible so uh that should be coming out i'm thinking beginning of 2023 um i just have to find the time to get back into it it's just yeah. been it's it takes a lot of energy for me to like 
not only just like astral travel up there and receive the information, but then astral travel back into my body to verbatim type what they're saying. Like it's one thing to get information and relay it in a very kind of open space in a conversational manner, but to get their words and to use the brain power to translate their words as well can be uh, can be very exhausting. So, yeah. but yeah, that book is is next level. The first book is like a pretty good, just kind of like blanket overview. The next book is like a freaking deep dive. Mm, yeah, I would love yeah. to bring you back on and discuss that one. That's how I would, definitely I would be more than happy um, to get that also out to other people. And we finish every episode with what I call the final trio. Uh, they're just really rapid fire questions personalized to the guest um sometimes i prepare them before in this case i didn't um so i said i'm just gonna see what comes up in the conversation intuitively and the first one um you know you can answer this in any way you want it could be even a word that's all um you said in your book that a lot of us star seeds um, or you know people that are incarnating in this in this time in history might be their last lifetime as human beings on this earth and I wanted to ask you if you feel that this is your last lifetime as a human being I hope so <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I really do think that this is going to be my last round here and Maybe I'll come back on a ship one time, you know, in the future. Awesome. What Marvel character do you resonate the most with? Oh, that's a great question. Because I do love like comic books, superheroes, totally my jam. Um, I would say Doctor Strange. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I definitely, I <laughs> definitely, I definitely knew. <laughs> I definitely knew you were going to say that. I, <laughs> And his, I mean, Doctor Strange 2 is coming out. And the the funny thing is that, you know, we're talking all about this interdimensional and timelines and all of this. And Marvel is leading the way to bring this to people in a way that's actually digestible. Like, I actually understand a lot of the concepts that you talk about from seeing Marvel movies. It's insane. Like, it's it's wow. in the collective consciousness. And Doctor Strange 2 is all about the multiverse and how he he like tinkered with the universal laws which brings us to the final final question that I have for you which is what is for you the most undervalued universal law um, but maybe also one of the most potent laws in the universe it's a really good question Okay, I would say the law of free will is is super, super undervalued in the way that a lot of people on planet Earth don't realize that they have free will because um, they're just continuously looking at how stuck they are, or how trapped they are by the system. Um, so it's really like the law of free will is really undervalued by, by humans, but it is for sure the biggest power we have. We have the free will to change our entire life for the better. And that's something that we need to keep in mind moving forward. Hmm. Elizabeth, it was a true pleasure. Is there any other messages that you would like to leave for the next generation of leaders? Um, maybe what would be your legacy for this new generation that's creating the new earth? 
I would say, you know, really to step into the power that you have within to understand that you have everything that you could ever need. You don't need a teacher or a guru or a course or a book to get you there. And to always bring yourself back to a neutral place, to always bring yourself back to balance, um, because that's where I think we can tap into the entire universe is in that place of uh, zero point neutrality. Hmm. Elizabeth, I'm so humbled and it was such a pleasure for this conversation to come about. Um, what's weird in my, just to give people some background, is that this was the first conversation that I felt was actually drawn to me. Uh, I was at a Dr. Joe Dispenza event in Cancun and I came out of one of the meditations and I got an email from your team introducing me to you. I'm like, uh, duh, like, <laughs> I already know, who, <laughs> I listened to her, like, so I, it was cool. just, it was just a great experience for me also, realizing that I was creating, um, realized that I was in the seat of my manifestation and you know my desires were being heard by the universe and i see these moments as little breadcrumbs along the way that the universe is telling us you're on the right path keep going keep going and we usually don't realize that those breadcrumbs are just confirmation from you know the universe or our higher selves right and i just wanted to thank you um i want to empathize with you as well i know you've been doing tons of podcasts and you're doing videos like I saw your calendar on your website and it's filled with like stuff and I was like wow like you're really stepped into your purpose and your mission and giving back to humanity so I wanted to honor you for that and really you know give you my best energy uh, for that mission um, this was a very energizing conversation for me and I hope as well for you and that the next couple of months for you are incredible and you're really doing incredible things thank you so much i'm so happy that we got we got connected and i hope to do this again sometime yeah likewise i'm very much so looking forward to our next conversation if that's what this conversation was about <laughs> i can't wait for what the next one's going to be about so yes. such a pleasure and uh, and i do want to say that i always find that you know, the information that comes out every time is different in these interviews. And it's mm -hmm. always based on the vibrational frequency of the one who's interviewing, because your audience is a mere reflection of your vibration. And I really think that we just like we went for it. And, and that really <laughs> tells me that your audience is cosmic. They are, you know, galactic volunteers, they are here on a mission. And, um, I'm really excited to kind of watch and follow your journey as well and see where you end up. And of course, all of the people in your community too. So it'll be fun to check back in in a little bit. Yes, much love, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Wow is all I got to say for you guys today. Um, usually I would do a reflection on the episode but i think that there was so much in there that we all need to be integrating and i just want to say that elizabeth is a person who is speaking her truth she has truly stepped into what her mission is on planet earth in this moment of awakening and i really hope that during the episode your mind got expanded you were able to see new perspectives you were able to kind of break a lot of the paradigms that we've been programmed with 
and really remember why you are here. Uh, this is one of the most pivotal times in humanity and I've said it so many times and there's a reason why you're here listening to this information at this point in humanity. So keep learning, keep growing. I wish you all the best. We're going to be having interviews like this every single week, every Tuesday. So stay tuned, everyone. Uh, there's a lot more coming. Love you all. And thank you for taking the time for you and your own awakening. Humanity is grateful for you. Peace.